Hey guys, Montel here, and thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. I'm coming to you today from Long Beach, California, from the Cannabis Science Conference, uh, the 2022 Cannabis Science Conference, first time held in California, uh, Mr. Josh Krosny's event that uh, literally brings um, you know clinicians and facilitators together to kind of talk about the science of cannabis today. And today's guest be talking about the advent of a new paradigm, cannabis and psilocybin microdosing as psychic vitamins to release trauma and support emotional healing. She's a registered nutritionist, educator, and, and emotions therapist who holds certificates in cannabis core curriculum, dosage protocols and methodologies, CBD essentials, and clinical application. She has worked as a group facilitator, a speaker, and a mentor for personal and collective transformation for more than two decades and specializes in psilocybin microdosing and cannabis-assisted emotional and trauma recover. recovery. Becca Williams, thanks so much for being a part of Let's Be Blunt with Montel today. Hey, Montel. It's so nice to be here. I've admired you for a long time and, uh, and the work and campaign you've done around, around cannabis. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let, let's back up a little bit and tell everybody, where, first off, where you're from and you know really how you got into this line of work. But let's go back to the beginning. Where are you from? Talk a little bit about yourself. Let's see. I'm, uh, I'm a girl from Iowa. Out of the Midwest, I spent a lot of years in Chicago, mm-hmm. and um, oh gosh, I jumped around the country and different countries, lived mm-hmm. in Costa Rica for a while, on the island of St. John in the Caribbean, uh, but today I live near Tampa, Florida. Okay, and you, you, you call it, you're a, and let me explain, what, 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 what is your real title, what's your title? So... I am not, let me just say what I'm not first, Montel. Mm-hmm. I am not a formal uh, therapist or a psychologist. Mm-hmm. I am trained as a clinical nutritionist and registered dietitian and nutritionist, but I am an emotional liberation facilitator, which makes me a emotions therapist. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, a little known. In fact, it's revolutionary revolutionarily new uh, in the sense that we don't pay a lot of attention to emotions. And what we do in this work is we go into difficult emotions, Mm -hmm. whatever those look like, anxiety and fear, anger, depression, sadness and grief, um, neediness, loneliness, um, self-doubt and and guilt, all of those because we have particularly anxiety and depression of epidemic proportions in our our culture today, and they're underpinned by trauma. And so the question is, how does somebody heal? And that's what I'm committed to, is helping people do that. And I've, I've been working uh, for years now, for almost 10 years with a, a group that literally has, has put together a paradigm that um, literally got uh, blessed by the ISTSS as one of, you know, two of the more credible not, they won't call them a cure, but um, it's running at 90 to 93% remittance of all symptoms of PTSD um, for those who go through the protocol. And there have been a couple hundred people who have gone through the protocol now worldwide. As a matter of fact, it's being utilized currently in Poland and in uh, Ukraine to help um, not only warfighters, but also some of the civilians. And, you know, you, you nailed it when you said that in this country alone, we are in, you know, we just got out of one pandemic, but we're about to face the 
pandemic of emotional stress, emotional illness in America. Um, you know, I Absolutely. think I've seen numbers, it's just increasing, yeah, but it's increasing. And I've seen numbers, you know, coming out of COVID that, you know, somewhere between 60 and 65% of people who spent more than two days in the hospital for COVID and recovered are all suffering from PTSD mm. right now. You know, we talk about, and I've talked about quite a bit in my speeches about, you know, the losses that we face with our warfighters and, you know, we're still running in around 20% suicide rate. Among our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Coast Guardmen, even in what we consider now a time of peace. Yet we look at society and the numbers are right around 108, 109 people a day mm-hmm. in this society are committing suicide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, though we put lip service to emotional support, I don't know how much we're really doing to see how we're going to face this issue. In a year and a half from now. I'm right there with you. And you know better than I in regard to our military. The U.S. government uh, talks a good talk in regard to supporting our military. But when the guys, the women come home and they are leveled with this PTSD, where's the help? Where's the support? We still are, you know, the VA is all caught up in this, you know, exposure therapy thing that literally we found now that has never worked more than... 37 to 41%. And most soldiers and people, you know, participate in one or two rounds of it and they walk out the door. Why? Because it's an antiquated therapy that forces the person to relive the moment of their trauma as if that's going to help them not experience it the same way, not even understanding the fact that trauma literally isn't just an emotional manifestation that our brains go through, but it's a physical manifestation. We literally have seen through fMRIs changes in the amygdala, showing that trauma is hard written or hard, you know, it's 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 etched into our physical part of our brain. No question, in our nervous system, mm-hmm. in parts of our body, embedded trauma, and how to get it out. Right. And in my work, we realize. That we can't think it through. We can't think it away. Right. We have to actually in my work, we, we, we address it cognitively through the thinking mind because the mind wants to know what these emotions are, why they're here. And we, we draw, we, we pull that thread and connect it. And then we go in intuitively, uh, through, I, I, I bring in ancient practices from Eastern wisdom and a very active, uh, expressive um, uh, meditations that actually stir up the energy so that we can bring the trauma up. Now, this is very painful to relive this, as you have said, but we do it in a different way. And we do it in ways that we strengthen our nervous system in order to feel what we're feeling and aware of what we're feeling. Because this, these emotions are feel so awful. We do anything to push them away, and that's why addictions are so high. It's you know uh, uh, Gabor Mate, the uh, medical doctor who is really a leader in trauma out of Canada, uh, says that it's really a very smart strategy for somebody to uh, uh, liquor or you know whatever whatever it is. Uh, 
um, shopping, um, sex, pornography, whatever, just to take our minds off the pain. But in, in my work in emotional liberation, we go into the pain and that's where the microdosing helps immensely. Well, let's talk about some of the different therapies and, and the therapies that you utilize. Walk through them. Yeah, sure. Well, I would call it a protocol, one mm-hmm. protocol, and it's uh, it's an umbrella. And what we do, I I, I will um, I I will work one on one. But quite frankly, my favorite is in groups. Mm-hmm. And so I do master class courses in groups uh, where there's um, there's a number of people and they get to know each other over the course of the time. We usually do about eight weeks. And through the course of this, we actually talk about and people get to know what the emotions are. Again, anxiety and fear and and anger. Just, you know, anger is huge and anger covers up a lot of sadness and and torment. That's why we have this epidemic of anger. I mean, people are 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 climbing behind the wheel of a two-ton vehicle and getting out there and they're pissed off and they and and they they have no idea why they're angry. But we have all these people all over the road, all this road rage because they are, have misdirected emotions, misdirected anger, and they're never going to be able to let it go. And so when we do this work in groups, um, we, we move through learning what they are and then the antecedent of why we're feeling the way we're feeling. And, m- Yes, it can be in war as an adult, but most often it comes from childhood mm-hmm. and where our caregivers were not such caregivers, not good parenting, that there uh, there was violence, there was abuse. And as you say, we've internalized that. And so that so how do we how do we bring it up? Well, we 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 feed the the thinking brain to understand what we're going to be doing. And then we go into, uh, to these, these, these practices that emerge from the, um, the, the ancient, um, um, study of Kundalini, if you will. And I call it, a lot of my students call it neuro workouts, where we're actually strengthening the, uh, the nervous system by going through breath work, uh, body movement and sound. Uh, so the vibration of the sound stirs up the, uh, the, the, the energy, the, the emotions, the movement does that as well. And also the breath work, which is very powerful. And then we bring it to the top and people begin to process it. It ain't easy. Right. It is, it is tough, but it works. And you know, you also utilize, you know, cannabis and psilocybin in microdosing ways. Let's talk a little bit about that. What role do they play and, and how does that help? Yeah. So, so first of all, it, it does two things, uh, more than that, but it does two things, um, with the limited research that we have out there now. Uh, but it actually relaxes the fight or flight response. So when we go into doing this work, it keeps us balanced. There's an equilibrium that allows us to bring this stuff up. Otherwise, it just gets too intense. And, uh, and, and also it, it, it contributes to neuroplasticity. So we're creating new neurons. We're creating uh, new neuro networks, uh, which, uh, which can take over the old, the old stuff. So we have new ways of thinking. Okay. I mean, you know, you've got to be getting pushback at least. Um, and now when you say you microdose, is that the same thing with cannabis itself? So you're taking like, I mean, how do you, how do you microdose? Yeah. Great question. So 
it's very individual. There's no one size fits right. all. It's outside that realm of here, what we're used to, take this pill and feel better. And the VA does that, right? Mm-hmm. Take this pill and feel better. Well, I don't feel better. So everybody, it's, it's self-therapy. I teach and guide people how to do this work, but they have to figure out how to, to what they want. They need to find their sweet spot in regard to the amount of cannabis, the mm-hmm. kind, the ratio. For a lot of sensitive individuals, maybe just CBD. But what I like normally if somebody asks me, well, what should I start out with? Um, so we talk a little bit about their sensitivity, but generally about uh, two to one, uh, twice as much CBD as THC uh, seems to work really well. And it's just a little bit because the, the, the work. Edible, edible smoked what? Vape? You know, Montel, I, I invite people to do the edibles, mm-hmm. uh, but then they actually have to gauge it so that the activation comes at the time we do the meditations. Sure. And sometimes that's a hard target to hit. Right. So, you know, if you do the inhalation, you right. know right away that you're going to be activated. Right. So I do like, um, uh, I, I, I do like inhalation, whether that's vaporizer or um, or smoking a joint or mm-hmm. or a pipe. Now, of course, there's the whole thing about um, about about smoking and unhealthy. But we're doing. I, I like it just the way the indigenous did, right? Sure. Uh, smoking it, um, and we're not doing that much of it, so it feels ritualistic. Uh, but you know, I, I I like vaporizing. It's 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 different because the inhalation of, of smoking, you're taking in the particles. Uh, through the smoke, but in vaporizing, you're just getting the vapor, which is another word for gas. So you're getting, um, you're getting the constituents, uh, the terpenes mm-hmm. and the cannabinoids, but you're not getting the, the, the particles that come when you're smoking. Sure. And, and if somebody is sensitive with their lungs, it's a much better approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then, then you, now take me to this. Is it one or the other or is it both? Is it cannabis and psilocybin together? At the same time, well, so 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 microdosing psilocybin. I, I don't. Uh, what do I want to say? Uh, in this work, um, I, I don't advocate full blown psychedelic journeys. It's, right. you're, because when you do that, you let the plant or the substance, acid, LSD, whatever it is, have its way with you. That's not what we're doing. We're learning to train our mind. So we want to stay present with that. And so we just need a little bit of it. So as you know, with psilocybin uh, microdosing, it's a protocol. So either, you know, two days, uh, you know, one day on, a few days off. Uh, there's a couple of protocols that people like, either the Stamets protocol, which is different. I think it's four days on, a few days off. Um, and then the Fadiman is one day on, two days off. And, and so the cannabis is different in that regard because the psilocybin is in your body. So it's a protocol. You're doing it over a long period of time, 30 days. Mm-hmm. Then you see how it goes and go longer. But, you know, the days off is because that you can build a tolerance to, right. uh, to the psilocybin. And so you need those days off to, to, to reset. To, that's right. Reset your body. Um, but with cannabis, it's immediate, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 you do it. So there's a difference. And, and in regard to that, for those of my students who are, who are in clients who are microdosing, I suggest that they just do CBD. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I wouldn't ask my, my, my people to do anything that I wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I have done all of this because I have come from a, a deeply traumatized background. In fact, that's why I'm ending up doing this because it was the thing that turned me, um, in 2014 after years and years of trying to figure out what to do with all this anxiety and the depression and the, the crippling self doubt that I had. And I encountered this work at that time. And uh, that's a whole nother story unto itself. But um, where was I going with that? No, you wouldn't ask people to do anything you wouldn't do yourself. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and so what I have found is that in the microdosing, if you just uh, do the CBD with the microdosing, it takes you it takes you deep. And so now, so a person would well, let's talk through your therapy, how it works, then or your protocol. So a person will come to you in a group setting. The group will. Inhale a little bit and possibly do a little bit of psilocybin at the same time. Or well, one the or the sil- other. yeah, the, the psilocybin is a protocol that they that they do on their own, and of course, I guide all of that um, and offer resources around that where that they where they can go. We got to you know you got to be very careful about it, and yeah. I I do you know I don't I don't. Uh, Take, I don't, I want to say deal, but you don't want to use that word. You don't dispense. I don't dispense, right. Right. So the person mm-hmm. has done the protocol, the same thing with the can, with the cannabis before they come, they got a session at six o'clock with you. So they've done this before they arrive to you. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they get to you, what happens? So what, what I have, his, what I have done is, um, Oh man, you know, as a clinician, I know that a behavioral change is the toughest thing basically a human being can do. So when people are changing their lifestyles, I really like to create a framework for, uh, for their, for self accountability. And so, uh, we meet twice a week. Um, uh, one day it's really a lecture and talking about, uh, we, we look at two emotions over an eight month period and then cover all seven of them over four eight-week modules, if you will, not to get too much in the in the weeds on that. And so we will be exploring anger and sadness. So anger for a month and then sadness for a month. And so um, people- One or two sessions a week? Two sessions a week. So okay. one is a lecture and then the other session is a practice session. And what do they do to practice? Yeah, well, we do those practices there. I, I work with about uh, 55 different, uh, different neuro workouts, uh, and they correlate to the various, various emotions in order to really, uh, stir them up and bring them to the surface. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to reset the person's. Yes. Baseline, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, it, and, it, and it's, and it's, and it's a, it's, it's practice, right? I mean, you know, um, um, you, you, you have to go in this one foot in front of the other little baby steps because, um, you know, I like to say that I'm a woman of a certain age and I, you know, I have a little flabby here and there and whatever. I'm not in the best of shape, but man, I have a jacked nervous system. And that's because of the work that I do around this. And so when something comes up, somebody says something or does something, comes out of left field or there's an errant thought, um, you know, we can get triggered and go off the deep end. Well, we learn emotional resiliency by strengthening and conditioning our nervous system. And that takes time. That takes practice. So it's as little as 11 minutes every day. I ask my students and clients to do 11 minutes every day, because if you're going to get some, get good at something, 
you got to do it. You got to right. do it regularly. And so the, so the more regularly they do it, the faster they become conditioned and are able to gain this resiliency. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you want to know how to become a social media influencer, how to grow an online business, how to make money from your laptop and build a profitable online company? Well, I'm going to show you how in my podcast, Living the Red Life. I built a million-dollar company at the age of 25, a $10 million company at the age of 30, and now I'm the A-list celebrity marketer that speaks around the world on how to transform businesses and make them profitable using Facebook ads, marketing, social media. My name is Rudy Moore, and I'm super pumped to bring you my podcast, Living the Red Life. I know this is going to become your new favorite podcast, and I'm going to show you how to grow a profitable online company step-by-step every single week. Now, is this something that has to be done in person or can it be done, you know, um, uh, online? Yeah, all my stuff's online. Um, I uh, Where do people go if they want to be able to hear something about this? Where do you go? Yeah, it's uh, it's Mm BeccaWilliams.org. Easy peasy. Got it. Yeah. And, you know, while I'm at it, if I can throw this out, Montel, um, I have created it's, it's very important to to keep a handle on where you are at any one time. So uh, part of part of the tools is, is a journal. Bring a journal into it. I created a microdosing journal so people can uh, can document how much they're using, how often they're using, and their changes in their moods. And they can actually go to BeccaWilliams.org and just download it for free. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, talk a little bit about what is, what is somatic listening? So that is going inward mm-hmm. and and being very present. So you're not, you're not thinking about just what happened or you're not thinking about the future, but you're right here. It's awareness, it's presence. And uh, somatic listening is just about going inward and being with yourself. Now, what I have, what I have learned first person experience, because damn, I tried I tried everything for years and years and years to feel better, um, you know, coming from deep trauma. And, uh, and of course, meditation, always meditation. And it was, you know, the, the usual sitting, silent, mindfulness meditation. Man, I could not do that. Pounding thoughts, dissociation, you know, ruminating. I just couldn't do it. And what would happen? And I, I mean, uh, Buddhism, Kabbalah, TM, I mean, over the years. And it was like, it was like, why can everybody else do this and I can't? But I think that that's the, the, the kind of the dirty little secret in our culture. You know, everywhere you look, it's like, well, meditate, meditate. And people, yeah, I'm meditating. I'm meditating. And there's a lot of people going, well, I can't do it. I right. can't do it. So when I encountered this really active act from the waist up, it's so it's not yoga. Uh, yoga is the union, just uh, uh, generically the union of mind, body, and soul. But what we think in the Western mind is yoga is form and flow on a mat. That has nothing to do with my work. It's really sitting down and doing this practice and and moving through it. Wow. What other tools do you use? Well, so we, we, we journal. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, so, so, you know, in our in our culture for feeling better, there's this sort of myth that just think the good thoughts, just think positively. Well, I tried that also, and that didn't work for me because we have uh, we have this default, and so uh, you know, I would 
man, I would go to retreats. I would go to seminars. I'd see therapists, webinars, you know, I mean, I would come out and, you know, here's the way you do it. You know, you just think good thoughts. You just think good thoughts. And, you know, a half a day later, I'd just be, I'd just be defaulting to my old stuff. And so it's a real myth. That's, you know, that's what we call new age. Mm -hmm. And so this is different in the sense that, you know, when you're meditating, what you do, what you, what you, these pounding thoughts, you're trying to, in, 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 in the new age, you're trying to bring in the good thoughts and cover up these pounding negative thoughts. But what we do in this work is bring in the negative thoughts. They're there. They're with you every moment of the day. Bring them up so we can meet them and we can greet them so that we can release them. And so another part of this, other tools is, so you want to be doing that, but at the same time, you do, you do want to be, be experiencing gratitude in your life. You do want to be, um, looking for things to be grateful for while you're doing this work of off, of, 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 of slothing off the difficult emotions. And, you know, people who are roiled in uh, self-doubt, which we call shame, um, often uh, have a hard time acknowledging good things about themselves. So, um, you know, if you, if, if I was in that space and, and you would give me a compliment, um, I couldn't take it in. Right. It'd just be too hard to take it in. So we learn how to take it in. And in the group process, it's, it, I, I call it the secret sauce. It's so potent in, in, in groups because people share, they go back to, you know, things in their childhood that have been holding them back and they speak them aloud in a in a space where you can talk about these things where all emotions and tears and anger I mean it's allowed uh, where out in everyday life you don't talk about that you can't do that is this is this now is this protocol something that you establish in different cities around the country where people come to you or you do this online i do it all online all online. yeah all so, online and and so i, so you I do just, the group sessions online yes got it yeah yeah and actually it was interesting i went online uh essentially at the beginning of covid so it worked out really well wow Mm-hmm. So now, now do you, are they scheduled sessions? You said it's, it's a, it's a six month process. I do it in eight week, eight in, in eight, in eight week increments. Intervals. I call them modules. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people can just get aboard any one of those modules every eight weeks. That's right. Yeah. It's and, a, it's a running start if you will. And, and but, but eventually. But if you, they miss the module that you're working on right now, you tell them wait till the beginning of the next one. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because, um, um, we're going we're going to cover them all and they're all important because they our difficult emotions are all inter interwoven like 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 anger and 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 sadness we study those together because they really work well because anger is a quick hot fast energy that comes up to protect us and it protects the 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 under the soft underbelly where we're so hurt and we're so sad and we don't want to feel that so people just get really angry and pissed off right so um, those are some of my most popular uh, modules because there are so many angry people and particularly women. Mm. Wow! So again, give out the website so people go. They wanted to, it's Becca Williams dot org dot org. Mm-hmm. And again, if they want it there right now, you're probably in the middle of a module, right? We're just completing. 
we're just completing one. Yeah, um, I am actually, as an aside, uh, taking um, taking a a hiatus. Although I'm going to be doing um, some 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 group studies together because I I don't want to let people just founder. Um, uh, but um, uh, my husband and I are moving to Portugal. Oh wow! And, yeah, and so um, I'm going to be tied up in um, over over summer and fall with that. But I will probably uh, likely be doing some gatherings. And, and and do you have other people that work with you, or you are the main body? You're the I mean, you don't have other lecturers that you've trained. Not yet. Not yet. But you intend to do that. Is yeah. that what the goal is? Yeah. Why not? Sure. Is this mm-hmm. going to turn us into an institute? Uh. Probably an academy, Emotional okay. Liberation Academy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's really cool. I mean, I got to tell you, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Um, you know, again, this is another method, another way to utilize cannabis to achieve a goal. Yes. And that goal is, you know, emotional freedom in a way. Exactly. And we, you know, we, we, we go to the woo-woo. We go to the spiritual. There we go. That's the int- intuition. We look at difficult emotions as the bridge to our intuition, to our deeper inner knowing, which in other words is our soul. And that's where the trauma is in our bodies. So we have to go in to be able to release it. Well, if you want more information, again, go to BeccaWilliams.org. Mm-hmm. You can get that. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show today. And I know I want to thank you for tuning in and being you know, a listener to Let's Be Blunt. Make sure you keep subscribing to what we're doing. You know, you hit the little subscribe button in the bottom. You can also send us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. Make sure you tune in to the next Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Thanks for joining me on Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Please make sure you're subscribed and hit the bell to be notified when new episodes post each week. We'd love to hear your feedback also, so please send us your comments. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.